Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How are you doing today, Sarah? It's good. It's been a while. We've had some special episodes. You know, sort of had to remember like, oh yeah, we don't say the whole brand name beforehand and like special episodes name. for special times, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, but we made these notes so long ago that I'm like, I don't even know what that, you know, the little gob of, of uh, chit chat that I suggested. So we're just th- throwing that out the window. Throwing that out. No chit chat or different chit chat, I guess. Different chit chat. Yeah. 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 So you've been getting in some rides. Well, I haven't. I haven't actually. Um, so I was supposed to go last Wednesday. I mean, a lot has happened uh, with my uh, training for Iron Horse, which was supposed to be the weekend before uh, Memorial Day in May. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, it's been postponed. Got that email um, two days ago, um, I guess. So postponed not, not unexpected, but a bummer, right? Sure. It still hurts um, because what? I'm forward to it. When is it good? Has, has a date been announced for it? Uh, in the fall. It just says in the fall right now. Uh-huh. So, okay. um, so it's, it's, you know, it's fine. And honestly, you know, it gives um, somebody had their marathon or half marathon postponed and she was like, just gives me more time to train. And I'm like, yep, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have not, you know, been able to get out on the, the hills as much as I should be mm-hmm. doing. So more time, summertime, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but so last Wednesday, this is before it was canceled or postponed, I should say. And, uh, we were going out, Grant and I were going out for our first long ride into the mountains. Um, it was supposed to be 50 miles. And, um, and I was on a bike path. Uh, we were on a bike path and he was about 20 feet in front of me. And I was going around an older man on a uh, red kind of mountain bike. And I said, on your left. And he turned right into me. <laughs> um, oh, he was going, turning into a bench, like a place to sit down, you know, a little mm-hmm. bench area. Mm-hmm. So we crashed and it was pretty terrifying. Um, I am okay. I mean, we're both okay. Like the good news is that I had enough. I could slow down a little bit. I mean, I was going fast too, which oh. I was, I mean, the bike limit, the speed limit on the bike path is 15. And I was probably going like 17 or 18, which isn't, mm. you know, a lot faster, but it's, it's fast enough. And, um, it was flat, you know, when we were, I was feeling good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so anyway, so of course, Grant, <laughs> typical fashion, not, I'm really not throwing him oh. the bus, but he no. didn't know he was, he, was he too didn't far. hear you. He, he probably, didn't. you're probably like yelling and he's like, yep, I have really bad hearing. Well, I didn't, I was, I didn't yell. Cause I had to like get back up, you know, like <laughs> we were like, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm really sorry. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and I really, I was okay. Like I was very glad to have not, um, I fell on my left side and that's what I fell, um, trail running that one time and broke my wrist. It was my yeah. left wrist and yep. I definitely landed on it hard, but it didn't mm. break. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, I have a yeah. bruise about the size of Ecuador on my left <laughs> butt cheek <laughs> and about as, you know, it's like, it looks like red wine. It's disgusting, but I check it out every morning in the mirror just to see sure. how she's doing. Sure. And, um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, and so I was, I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine. I feel fine. Um, my bike got a little bruised up. So thankfully, uh, oh, we got a great Lord. bike shop, a guy no. who owns a bike shop here in our neighborhood. So he was able to take it in. He's doing like private appointments right now. Oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So helping people get their bikes set up for spring. Yeah. So he is, it's going to be back hopefully tomorrow. I mean, the hardest part Apart from the ground, which the ground, Uh yeah, the ground, the ground was the hardest part. Um, I mean, I'm glad that I 
for my for my first bike crash like that, I'm glad it wasn't to a bike and not yeah. a car. So that's Correct. Yep. very good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were both okay. And he, mm-hmm. you know, the man, because he was definitely a senior citizen and I'm glad that he was, he got back up and his bike was okay. Cause that mm-hmm. would have been, I didn't want that on my yeah. conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it, the biggest, the hardest part was not having my bike for, or I still don't have like for a long time, yeah. <laughs> which again is like, you know, I understand it's a first world problem, it's, but running isn't available to me right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so that is my way to sweat. And right now that is also my, meant I, I need that mental release. And sure, um, sure. so not having that has been a little challenging. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh goodness. So, but you said you're going to get your bike back soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I actually put up a, pic- a picture on Instagram this morning. So I, you know, I made some, made some lemonade. Um, so I have a cruiser bike. I have two bikes. I have a, a triathlon bike, but that needs like a major tune up. Mm. Like that's not ready mm-hmm. to be ridden. Um, and then I have a, a cruiser bike that I use to get up to the pool and do little errands and things. And, mm-hmm. um, so I put that on the trainer <laughs> and, um, and uh, put the, put the, my iPad in the basket and watch love is blind. Just did like, yeah, yeah. You can look right now. It's on, it's on Instagram. I finally, cause I finally like, was like, okay, I can talk about this now. Like I, I didn't tell any, like, well, I, I know you didn't tell you last. I didn't tell because I just, it, it was going to make me cry. I mean, it was also very cathartic, right? Just with all mm-hmm. the whole situation, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. coronavirus and everything, like it was a reason to cry, right? And yeah, so that yeah. was nice to have that, I guess, in a weird, you know, in quotation marks. So it was just a lot, a lot to yeah. take in, but I feel considerably better and we're going to go riding this weekend. So nice, nice. Oh yes. my gosh. It, it reminds me of Colleen Cannon, kind of the, one of the leaders in the early triathlon movement for women and that she did that first remember that she tells a famous story about doing her first triathlon with a bike that had a basket and streamers so i think you, i think you need to put streamers on your bike exactly and a banana and a banana seat probably too yeah, yeah. oh I, de- yeah. I definitely think so and you know she's so i mean uh, we both adore colleen and she's um just so upbeat and has so much energy and is so darling and you can and she has long blonde hair and you can i could just totally envision her doing that. oh yeah bubbly like <laughs> yeah. totally bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. almost with pigtails and you yes know. <laughs> yes if you or i would do that people would be like what are you doing <laughs> right. she, oh she's so cute oh look at how awesome she is exactly exactly oh my goodness well speaking of cycling here's a question from phoebe in new hampshire Hey, ladies, it's Phoebe in New Hampshire calling with any super embarrassing question. But now that the snow is melting, it's time for me to try to get back on the bike. And my super embarrassing question is, I can never figure out how am I supposed to sit on the bike? Am I supposed to tuck my tushy under and, like, ride on my sit bones? Or am I supposed to, like, lean with my back sort of straight and kind of destroy my lady bits because that's what it feels like the one kind of hurts my back because it's tucked under and the other really hurts my lady bits i assume that dimity has all of the answers um because of all of her time on the bike so and i assume sarah will just love talking about my lady bits any help would be greatly appreciated thank you bye okay dim i think you're gonna have the answer for this (laughs) well um so I mean, I don't know the right way to sit on your seat, right? I feel mm. like that's, I mean, there's there's a couple layers here. First of all, cycling shorts. That is a mm, worthy investment and you can mm-hmm. get a pair for, 
you know, 40 or 50 bucks um, that, you know, is good enough that has that chamois in it, which is the pad that goes Mm -hmm. and all your delicate parts. So that, Mm -hmm. that, that will help the JJ situation quite a bit (laughs) that. And then thank you for saying that. Sure. I know you just wanted me to say it. You just wanted me to put it out there. Yep. (laughs) Um, And, and then uh, on top of that, um, chamois cream which is, um, you know, something that you can buy in a bike shop or Amazon right now. Um, you know, that is just a nice, it's a, like a thick lotion that you, mm-hmm. you rub right onto the chamois pad. And that, um, that's just, important to know rather than rubbing it on your lady bits. Well, you can do that too. There's, uh-huh. there's two schools of thought. I prefer mm. to put it on the pad, but, um, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, um, you just want to have kind of just a nice, you know, that's it's just a nice, like, lubricant for lack of a better word and it kind of makes things a little bit more comfortable um so that's the first thing the second thing is your bike seat um Mm -hmm. and again like if you're like you know cruising around you know going on errands and stuff obviously this isn't a big deal but if you're gonna you know want to get out on longer rides 25 30 50 miles like you definitely want to have a seat that is feels good and again that is worth the investment um oh yeah Oh. My, um, my bike seat, <laughs> that was one of the things that, that, uh, got lost in the crash. It, it kind of folded in on itself and, uh-huh. um, I'm really bummed because I really, really liked it. Um, and so apparently I've got the new, the new version of the specialized mm-hmm. saddle is coming. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous because, you know, I, um, you know, you, it's, it's like a good pair of jeans, right? Like you put mm-hmm. them on, you're like, oh, this just feels good. You know? Yeah, 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 and and mention that that some of them have actual cutouts in them, so that sure. so that when you are positioned on your seat, there's nothing um, pressing up against your. Let's say it again, JJ. JJ, uh, <laughs> I guess not, <laughs> nothing pressing up against you know all your uh, most tender parts down parts. there. Yeah, Terry Saddles. Um, that's a women's mm-hmm. bike company. Mm-hmm. They definitely have some very ergonomically correct saddles for women. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a that's some place to check out. Um, and yeah, and, I mean, honestly, like it's really what's comfortable for you. Like you know, it it's really. I mean, yes, certainly there is a, probably a way to sit that you know engages your core optimally, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's really, it matters like where your hands are on the handlebars and mm-hmm. what kind of handlebars you have. And if you are down in the drops or if you're holding, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I so- can't say like, you know, sit on your sits bones the whole time because that's going to, you know, really what you want to do is get so comfortable that you don't notice. Yeah. Or yeah. barely and, notice. I mean, let's be honest, you're still going to notice it. But. I was about to say, I've never gotten to that point. But also, as you alluded to, it's having your bike properly fitted. So yes. that then the geometry allows you to sit in a way that um, minimizes the discomfort. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and it does make, I mean, those are those are investments, getting a, your bike properly fitted to you, getting a new seat. Those things cost money. But boy, if you're going to, Phoebe or anyone else, if you're going to commit to cycling some, oh my gosh, so worth it because it's, it's kind of like getting a worse than getting a blister. And then that's all you think about for the rest of the day. It's like when, when you are in pain from after a bike ride, you're like, Oh no, 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 honey. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't even look at me. Don't even like, oh, yeah, don't, yeah, and, yeah. and just, it's, it's so uncomfortable. And, and um, yeah, yeah. And it also then makes you kind of move around in your seat a whole lot. And then I find that then that tweaks my back and it's just kind of a cascading effect. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do, I mean, if obviously right now is not the time to go get a bike fit, you know, yes. it's pretty mm-hmm. non-essential, but yes. you know, once the, our world starts rolling again, you know, going in, you know, you, there, there are different levels, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can get the level where they put all the little 
like sensors on you and they, you know, analyze the cant of your foot and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. I mean, but it'll cost you, but you can also go in and get, you know, again, like something like something between maybe 50 bucks or maybe a little less than that, where they check out the seat, you know, head of your saddle, make sure that your everything is going well um, and kind of help you with that. And it, it is um, a game changer for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. This question is from Lisa in Shoreview, Minnesota. Hi, this is Lisa from Shoreview, Minnesota. And thank you so much for having this great podcast. I listen to it all the time when I'm running. My question is about, um, running consistency, especially um, running all year and maintaining, you know, decent mileage all year. And I'm wondering if that's a good thing to do or if it actually is a good thing to, you know, take a month or two off in the winter and just cross-train or whatever. Um, this year, I actually, for the first time, set a mileage goal for the year and made it such that I would really need to keep 20 to 25 miles a week, which is not that much, but all year. And I've never done that before. Just wondering if you think it's a good idea um, or if you think, all, you know, runners should have some sort of break to let their, I don't know, their ligaments and stuff recover. Okay. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Bye. First off, Lisa, thank you for loving our podcast. Um, we definitely enjoy making all our shows and um, just gives us, makes me shrug my shoulders up and, and shake my arms a little. I get so excited when people say that. So um, so now for your question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were I, you shrugging and, and, uh, and yeah, pumping your arms? I was them? and moving them, shaking them back and forth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like that little girl in that um, gif. Um, so, uh, so I want to start by saying that when I'm not training for a race, which is usually most of the time. I run about 25 miles a week year round. So I am proof that it can be done, but I also do realize that I'm perhaps more durable um, than a lot of runners. Sure, sure. And I think, I mean, the idea, um, so, so two things. I mean, taking a month or two off to rest the ligaments and all that is a great idea, but we want to do it throughout the year. You don't want to take off, say, December and January and start back up in February like that, you know, like I'm the way that I feel like she's posed the question is like, she's looking at like eight weeks off mm-hmm. of running. And certainly you can do that, but you know, it's sometimes hard to keep that, get that object going again. <laughs> you know, the object in motion stays in motion versus yes, an object yes. in rest stays in rest. Oh, very so, good. Very uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, so there is a, a concept called periodization, which is, super high level term for basically like adjusting going, you know, having waves in your training cycle. Right. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. so sometimes going hard and sometimes going easy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we tend to have them already in our training cycles because you train for a marathon and every, not every training plan, but a lot of training plans have periodization be built into them. Mm -hmm. And then you come down and you're kind of naturally want to not train for another marathon. Right. Yeah. Or you train for a 10 K come down and, and kind of, you know, it's, it's like riding the waves that they go, you, you train hard, you climb a mountain, you come back down, mm-hmm. you train hard, you climb a mountain, you come back down. And you can do that a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do it. You can't stay on top of the mountain the whole time. That's, <laughs> right, right. that's the thing, right? The that, oxygen that's what gets pe- very thin up there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, Sarah, you're kind of in a periodized plan right now, right? Yes, most definitely. So I'm uh, following the heart and soul 
marathon level two and heart and soul is our name for heart rate training which um if you've heard me on any of the other um, audio portions of what we do i'm just loving it um so and the um heart rate training heart and soul for in the train like a mother club has um me and everybody else who does them running by time instead of mileage um for the most part about 90 percent of the time and it builds up for three weeks and then there's a cutback week and so um, kind of like Timothy was talking about, you know, you go up to the mountain and then, then you drop back down. Or it's, you know, like the people who climb Everest, they, how they acclimate to the high altitude. Mm-hmm. So, so go up, come back down, go up, come back down. So um, yeah, so, and I just always feel like in whatever training plan I've followed from Train Like a Mother Club, you get to the point toward the end of that, typically three weeks of more intense, and you're just almost at your breaking point for like, oh, another challenging workout. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's so long. And then it's like, Oh, thankfully I got a cutback week. <laughs> it feels, yeah. you know, it's, you get to luxuriate in it. Yeah. So what, I mean, so what Lisa could do if she wanted to, if she doesn't have races on her docket right now, you know, or doesn't really want to race in 2020 or just kind of wants a basic idea of how to structure her month so that she kind of uh, keeps her durability going mm-hmm. is, you know, um, take three weeks, um, of every month, say take the first three and run, you know, maybe the 20 to 25 miles. And then that fourth week run 15, right. And take out anything like that are intervals or, um, hill repeats or temple runs and stuff like that. And just make it super easy. Just think like the goal of this week is to recover is to give Mm -hmm. my body Mm -hmm. a nice break. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's, that's a, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that way too, you keep, a little bit of variety in your workouts. And then also you, you know, you don't take a huge chunk off, um, which again, you know, can work for some people. Um, like, you know, I mean, I know I always know, like I always hear stories of like the pro runners are like, Oh, and right after the New York city marathon, I'm going to sit on the beach in Hawaii for 10 mm-hmm. days and then mm-hmm. I won't run for four mm-hmm. weeks, you know, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of incentive to keep running, <laughs> after yeah. that, you know, <laughs> where it might be harder for the rest of us. Right, right. There's a paycheck involved. And for most of us, that doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. Here is Liz in Mystic, Connecticut. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Liz, mother runner of four from Mystic, Connecticut. Um, and my question is referring to doing a non-traditional um, distance. So I have done two half marathons and a whole bunch of half marathons. I'm not sure exactly how many, um, but I wanted to switch it up this year. And I'm thinking about doing a three 10 miler series in the uh, Northeast area. So there is one at the end of April, one at the end of May, and then one at the beginning of November. Um, and so it's 10 miles, which again, non-traditional distance, um, but I'm just trying to figure out exactly what type of training plan to use in order to get ready for these. So I don't know, should I do a half marathon plan again? I've done a, a bunch of train like a mother plans, and I'm also a proud second year member of Many Happy Miles. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice about getting ready for a non-traditional distance, um, particularly because two of them are actually just a month apart. Um, so thank you so much. Please keep doing the amazing things that you're doing and um, looking forward to hearing your answer. Thanks. Have a great day. 
Thank you, Liz, for being a proud second year member of Many Happy Miles and doing so many plans in the Train Like a Mother Club. We actually do have a um, 10 mile plan now. We've got a run race plan that is designed by Coach Amanda Loudon, um, and it's a great uh, kind of place for people, for all, not all runners, I would say, but I would say 90% of the runners um, mm-hmm. because it's a run race plan. We designed it for the Twin Cities 10 mile um, in mm-hmm. October. Knock on wood that that's going to go this year. Yes. Um, so, uh, so you can check that out for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, it would be possible for gals to follow a half marathon plan. Let's say they have one that they are fond of, or they've, you know, had good success with them in the past. And then once you think, um, coach Dimity, that then they would just trim the long runs back a mile or two shorter. So, um, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when, or, so oh, go ahead. Or you could even, I mean, if you want, if you wanted to be an overachiever, you could definitely follow <laughs> a half marathon plan sure. for a 10 miler. I mean, that's, going to set you up really well because, um, you'll, you'll have some, a lot of those easy miles on the long runs and then race day, dude, you're going to be so happy when you <laughs> get double digits and there's the finish line. Yes. Yes. You'll be like, Whoa, all right. Nice. Don't need this extra goo. I was going to eat for the final 5k because there is exactly. no final 5k. So Dim, you have run that twin cities marathon, 10 mile race. So talk about, um, you know, give a few details of, of what your training was like for that or what the plan oh is my like. Gosh. Sarah, you're at, like, I can't remember what day it is, let alone like <laughs> I was training like six years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was probably, you know, a, 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 a combination of lots of easy miles and some race pace miles, you know, your 10 mile pace can be a little bit chippier than your, um, half nice. marathon pace. So uh-huh. that's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I just remember, I mean, I, I've, we've talked about this so much. I mean, that 10 mile race is one of my favorites yeah. in the world. You were flying, you were flying. Around the world. Yeah. You were flying I, high after that race. I just loved it. I just loved, it. I love, I love 10 miles. It feels so crisp and like so perfect. And it's, you know, the weather in October is usually oh, just a beautiful ideal day. for a fast day. Mm-hmm. And the course is got a couple hills on it, but it's nothing that's going to kill you. And I don't know. It was just, you know, there's, there's a, there are very few races that I, um, just could talk about forever. Not in a lot of detail, but, um, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and our plan is to have a race like a mother program for both the twin cities, 10 mile and the twin cities marathon and race like a mother is, it's like a train, like a mother club plan, but on steroids. Um, race approved steroids, you know, more, more support, um, some in-person, uh, stuff. Events. Yep, yes, yep. Events. And, There's and Turning in with, uh, Justin Ross and Stephanie, um, Violet doing some nutrition, Justin Ross coming in with sports psychology. So lots of good stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, like I said, knock on wood, we know the endurance industry right now is suffering big time, but we, we are looking for a rebound sooner than later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and staying in that kind of Midwestern region, this is uh, Jamie from Oak Park, Illinois. Hi, this is Jamie from out just outside Chicago in Oak Park, Illinois. Um, my question, I just started listening to your podcast and I absolutely have been binge watching, binge listening to it. Um, I'm just, my question is that I, um, during my first marathon training cycle eight years ago, I injured my back and was not able to complete my first marathon. And then since then I've had been prone to a lot of back spasms. Um, and they come and go as, um, my fitness changes. Um, I just started a training cycle for a new half, for a half marathon. 
um, and I'm just wondering how to keep myself healthy. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, degenerative disc disease, but a very mild case. I'm just wondering how I can keep myself healthy through this training cycle. Thanks. Love the show. She's got lots of time to binge listen, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it does make me a little bit, uh, does, when you when we meet people at events in, in our uh, normal life, when they're like, oh, I just found your podcast. And I'm starting at the beginning. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like not going back to reading your own writing. You're like, I don't, I don't really want to remember what I said there. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, um, Dim, I figured this was a question you could kind of relate to the staying healthy, staying Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, degenerative discs are pretty normal. Um, that is one thing to know. So hopefully that doesn't, you know, stop you in your tracks. Um, the biggest thing that my doctor recommended, and I kind of hated him for it at the time, but um, it saved me again and again is Pilates, mm, um, yeah. doing Pilates. And so the first time, I mean, literally the first time my back was giving me trouble was right before run like a mother came out. I mean, it was two, two, th well, it's not the first time it gave me trouble, but it was the first time I was like, Holy cow, I need mm. to do something here. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was 2009 and I went to him and I, you know, I wanted a steroid shot. I wanted a pill. I wanted something you know, that didn't involve a lot of work for me. Um, and he was like Pilates, Pilates. And, um, it was a game changer. It mm. is a game changer. Um, again, it's an investment. There's a lot of things that um, we're talking about today that are investments, but you know, um, you can do a mat class. I tend to like the reformer more. I feel mm. like it stretches me out more, but there's something about going there and having, you know, I literally feel like I've grown two inches at the end <laughs> of a 50 minute class, just the way that the, the method that it stretches you out and kind of just realigns everything. So mm -hmm. it's not a, you know, it's not a hardcore who workout, but it's really, it's, it just releases everything. It feels really good. So that's where I would start, honestly. Um, you know, I would also, um, you know, find a great physical therapist or a doctor who understands your uh, goals. You know, mm -hmm. if you want to keep running um, through, you know, um, your half marathon and many to go, like mm -hmm. um, having a, a care provider who's on your side. So it oh, could be a doctor, yeah. could be a physical therapist, could be um, a chiropractor, whatever, you know, works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is say? so, so important to have. I, um, when uh, I was coming back from my fractured ankle and the PTs I found right near my house, they just, um, they were runners. They knew how important it was to me to come back to running, you know, that they didn't brush aside my goals. They listened to me. And also in, in this, you know, healthcare pro provided world that yeah. we live in in the U S to have an hour with a healthcare provider is, you know, basically unheard of. Sure. So, so, you know, okay. So, sh you know, maybe they can't address a PT can't address every single, um, part of what is wrong with you, but to have, to have someone listen to you and empathize and really feel like somebody really, I was going to say, has got your back. Uh, no pun mm -hmm. intended, Jamie, but sure. you know, so, so that's, um, that, that counts for a lot. And, you know, um, want to stress for everybody who wants to stay injury free during a training for a race, you know, the importance of strength training, um, all sorts of self care, you know, so, um, 
you know, but, and these things are especially important for someone who knows they have a um, Achilles heel, that they have an injury that might come back. So sure. rolling, dynamic flexibility drills, post-run, massage. And again, these are some things that are not things you can do right now. We are not suggesting you go out and get a massage right now um, or have someone into your home to give you a massage, but, sure, um, you know, so in regular life, but you know, that so a lot of us, a lot of people don't have commutes, you know, don't have trains to hop on, don't have cars to get into to drive an hour so that there is some more time for self-care that, that after that run, you can be like, oh, okay, I'm going to spend five minutes doing drills out here and, you know, on the sidewalk and, you know, moving aside when people come by or, you know, going in and foam rolling and gosh, Dimita, you in those strength workouts that you've been doing, you know, that like that are on that people can access on YouTube. They're just so great. All those body weight exercises that are targeted at runners. I mean, I just am like, oh, I got to do strength training today. Let's see what Dimity's up to. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's a lot you can do and and you can try Pilates now too. Um, which is great. You know, you can find a nice Pilates class online, you know, mm-hmm. probably for free on YouTube, or if you want to find it, I know a lot of the studios that I've been to around here are doing, you know, reduced like zoom kind of zoom classes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely think that this is a great time to try it, um, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Um, yeah, but all that self-care is important. Um, and the final one thing that I wanted to, I've been meaning to, um, I always forget the name of this book, uh, but mm-hmm. I read it. And if you are a back pain geek like I am, um, mm-hmm. it is very, very insightful and helpful. And, um, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you want to read it or not, but we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's called Crooked, Outwitting the Back Pain Industry and Getting on the Road to Recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by a, an author named Catherine Ramin, R-A-M-I-N. And um, she is a, an investigative journalism, mm-hmm. a journalist. And... Uh, had crazy, crazy back pain and could not get better. Um, and so spent some time kind of investigating everything, you know, and um, from surgery to, you know, chiropractic to pain meds and that kind of thing. And it is, um, you know, what she comes back to at the end is exercises. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's probably the easiest and the hardest thing to do. So um, mm-hmm. that's one that, uh, I don't know, I, 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 it's because we have a lot of not not a lot of time. That's one thing I gotta say. <laughs> I know we're wrapping this up in a second, but everyone's like, "Oh, we should have to have so much time." I feel like I don't have any extra time. Do you feel like you have extra time right now, Sarah? Well, I I don't feel my um, life is all that different now. Yeah, you know, when I'm at home, my life is not all that different because you and I are both we both work from home. We're both very accustomed to that. We've done it for you know go, more than two two decades in my case. Yeah, and so. That, yeah, I mean, the, uh, I don't have to drive carpool. I don't have to drive John to and from high school. Um, yeah. So but that's, yeah. And I just, some, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be reading more. And I'm like, but my, my, you know, yeah, with the exception of not driving my kids around a lot or Ben mm-hmm. even, cause my other one drives, you know, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was just a little sidebar, but I just wanted to put that out there. If you're not feeling like you have extra time <laughs> to yeah. like learn a language or write a novel, like, uh, you know, I feel like <laughs> right. there's this, like this weird thing, like, what are you going to do with all this time? And I'm like, what time? <laughs> right, right, anyway, right, right. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think, I think the people who don't have to particularly do a long commute. Then, yes, I think the commuters definitely are yeah, feeling. And so the, then there is that sense of like, oh, okay, I can do that, you know, 15 minutes of strength workout that Dimity's always, you know, telling us to do after a run, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. There is that kind of time for sure. And, and the, and the pressure of, you know, having things, you know, because 
like, you know, family dinners aren't rushed because we got to get <laughs> Ben to water polo at 630, right? You yeah, know, yeah. so we're like eating on the fly, eating quesadilla over the wheel kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so um, Eating quesadillas over the wheel. I, I, that's, that should be the name of a book you write, Timothy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's story of my life until coronavirus. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so anyway, so Crooked, if you want to read that, I, I, I've um, talked it up to some other people as well. So I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, no, I definitely remember you raving about that book when you read it. So, and you, you do, you know, good nonfiction because you are um, a connoisseur of it. So I take your recommendations seriously. So, all right. Well, we love getting your questions. If you have one for us, please call 470-BADASS-1. That translates to 470-223-2771. Uh, tell us your first name, where you're calling from. Please keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And you can call at any point because it goes straight to voicemail. So you are not waking anybody up. Nope. Because we got nothing but time, right? To listen to those voicemails. <laughs> um, and if you're the fan of the show, leave us a rating or tell someone about the show, please. Um, and be sure to listen to the show that I host um, every other Tuesday-ish. It's been a little off these past couple of weeks um, yeah. called AMR Trains. Yeah, yeah. Keep the answers coming because we are here with the answers. You said keep the answers coming. So. Oh, oh, all right. But they, you know, people have answers too. We'll, we'll take anything. Yeah, we'll take keep, questions. We'll take keep the, the questions. Yes, yes. Because we're, we're here with it all. Yeah, we got it. We got it. <laughs>